This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Viking Drool Beard Oil. Viking Drool Beard Oil is the beard oil of choice for Vikings who happen to drool. Now you can get yours at vikingdroolbeardoil.com. Don't forget to pick up a bottle of the Thunderhound Viking Drool Beard Oil. It is a whiskey caramel scented beard oil. It's very, um, let's say, intoxicating. Get yours at vikingdroolbeardoil.com. Here we go. What do you know? It's the Tony Joe Show with my dad, Tony Joe. Hey, nerds, what's happening? Here we go. It's another solo podcast with yours truly, Tony Joe. Tony Joe Davis, that's me. Um, we're going to talk about some of the stuff I've done the last few weeks, man. I have been extremely busy with uh, work, with family, with all that stuff. Trying to get podcasts in is way harder than I thought it would be. Um, I am really pushing myself to get back into the swing of things, which is, oh man, it's it's fucking tough and uh, anybody I, I know a few guys who have tried to do podcasts and they're pretty uh inconsistent um and they kind of give up real soon after they start um that's kind of where i'm at man it's tough um so i'm going to try to push myself through this and get get to be a little more consistent i i have a couple podcasts already in the bank that i did with my cousins i'm really excited for those guys i have to edit those up it takes a quite a while to edit those um, to take out all the stupid ums and and um, I don't know what to say and what are we doing and and all that kind of stuff then throwing the music in and all the stuff all the behind the scenes stuff all the inside baseball so anyway um, what I am going to do this week is I'm going to uh, have a featured band and I'm going to talk about the stuff that I've done it's a uh, kind of cool. Uh, let's start out with the featured band. The featured band I'm going to talk about this week is a complete surprise, not only to you, but to me, because I just picked it out literally about three minutes ago. Um, <laughs> I was I was thinking, hey man, I need to have a featured band. Anytime I do a solo, solo, you know, podcast i have the disbanded band or the featured band one of the two whichever you know comes to mind um this time i have a whole huge stack of probably 300 cds of bands that i've played with i just have all local local bands unsigned bands bands that um you know when i go to the show that's what i do is i buy their album i buy their music and and support them in whatever way I can, and I listen to their songs. So what I did was I went through that stack, basically glanced at it, put my hand out and grabbed the first CD I could grab, which turned out to be an excellent one. Um, we're going to do a disbanded segment. Now, this this band is called Ragtag Romantics. Now, let me tell you about how I, I met these folks. Their band is no longer... Um, they're kind of, they're kind of like this ska, um, ragtime. I don't know. They've got a really, really unique sound. I did this festival, uh, in Spokane about two years ago where we were fortunate enough to open up for Red Fang, which is one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, 
but I got there a day early. So it was a two-day festival, three-day festival. Uh, I got there the first day, and I just decided to, you know, check out all the bands. Why not? Um, got to see these guys open up the whole day. Um, actually, I think it was the day I was playing. So I, I saw the Friday night. I got there and I watched Friday night. And then Saturday, I got there early, early, early because I wanted to have our merch set up and everything ready to go for this big, huge event. So what I did was I set up, you know, they happened to be set up right next to me, a bunch of young kids, um, female singer, um, piano player. They had a horn section, just way cool. Um, really nice. I was, uh, really thrilled to see them play and they really were having just a blast and I get off on seeing musicians actually having fun playing and moving around and not just standing there that to me is super boring but these guys were you know really getting getting into it and having a good time their music was fantastic their performance was fantastic um I was thoroughly excited that was kind of the highlight of the whole day for me is seeing these guys so I ended up buying a t-shirt and I ended up buying their cd um and you know I've listened to it a few times honestly haven't listened to it a lot just because when I get a cd I throw it on my phone and then whenever it comes up it comes up so it doesn't come up a lot because I have a lot of music on my phone but what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna play the first song on this ep of theirs it's called tongue-tied so play that disbanded intro for the ones who came before us for the ones left unabandoned the ones who hold tight and true even though they are disbanded They are no more disbanded, but I'm bringing them back. Okay, guys, here we go. Here's the featured artist of the week. This is Ragtag Romantics. We're going to play their song, Tongue Tied. Enjoy.
fun was that what a great song what a great band super fortunate that i got to check these guys out and really see them play live i feel really lucky about that uh, if you would like to check out more of their tunes you can uh, search for them on the google and the interwebs that would be ragtag romantics and uh, they have a band camp there where you can download their stuff i'm sure they're available on spotify and all those major musical outlets that we have nowadays so check that shit out i'm going to play another one of their songs at the end of the podcast so that brings me to the point of what we're going to be talking about i got a few subjects i want to kind of peruse over in my mind and out of my mouth uh what i really want to get to is um you know being playing in bands and shit and you know, knowing a lot of people, getting to know a lot of people as you play, like every, every show you're meeting, you know, a couple new bands and I'm playing, you know, quite a few shows throughout the year. Not as many as I'd like, of course, but you know, I'm doing 20 to 30 shows a year. I'd love to be doing 60 to 80 shows a year. That would be awesome. But, uh, you know, you do what you can do. Uh, so anyway, um, getting to know a lot of people and getting to know who's the good guys and who's the bad guys. I hate to say, say it, but there are some fucking bad guys out there. Um, it's kind of cool. And I kind of feel honored when I put something out there and I get a bunch of messages, uh, on my, in my inbox saying, Hey, Tony, watch out for this guy. Not the best guy to work with. You know, he's done this and he's done that watch your back. I've had that happen several times. And uh, I do tread lightly when I work with new people uh, with, you know, whatever it happens to be booking them, you know, at shows or for me. Uh, there's a few people I've, I've booked some artists and they have, you know, dropped off the bill for no particular reason, <laughs> you know, um, days before they're booked and scheduled, which for me, that's a big deal. If I was doing a regular thing where I'm booking several bands, you know, I'm doing like one artist a month is, is how I'm doing my booking currently. Um, just simply because there's not a lot of venues here. So I book one, um, venue, um, and once a month I have a, an, an artist come out and play. And I've had a few times where that artist, uh, not that particular artist, but one of the artists would, uh, drop off the bill. Hey, I can't make it. I don't think it's worth it for me to come. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you don't think it's worth it? Crazy, huh? Yeah, it, it's, it, you know, you agree upon, um, this is what I'm going to pay you. This is what I need from you. This is, you know, what you're going to get. And they are like, uh, now that I think about it, I just don't think it's worth it. Yeah. Okay, great. Never hire you again. I've had a few weird experiences with booking. Um, I've done a few like, okay, don't know how these guys are going to be live. You know, um, their their CD or or 
audio files sound really interesting might not come come off very good live um, I've had one where it's a complete disaster like they were like the worst unlistenable band I've ever ever witnessed and yeah, that was rough. I had people saying, never book these people again, ever. You know, I, you know, I almost lost my booking job because these guys were so terrible. Uh, it was pretty funny. <laughs> you know, I'm willing to give somebody a shot if they, you know, have a somewhat professional um, first impression. They send me, you know, uh, good music, you know, good imagery. Like, okay, these guys have kind of worked on their, on their shit. Um, it was interesting and funny all at the same time. So never booked those guys again. I've had, I've had artists actually, I've had artists that I book to do like, it's a solo acoustic show is, is what I do. I need one, one person or, you know, a couple, two or three small, you know, three piece or a quartet or whatever to do a very mellow, um, in the corner kind of background music gig. That's, that's what it is. And I've had guys, you know, that I book bring their friends who I've never heard before or who I have heard before. And I absolutely don't want to play my venue. Um, just show up and start playing. It's fucking awesome. I had one guy who I'll never hire again, and I've hired him several times. Had one guy actually play to full backing tracks, and people were asking if I uh, asking if if they have karaoke. Are you guys doing karaoke? What's up? Hey, I want to sing too. Just fucking ridiculous. Like, forget about it, man. I hired you to play and sing, not to sing to a backing track. You know, absolutely ridiculous. So that guy is 86. Never have that fucker again. But uh, the the reason why that went off was I was playing a gig. Um, I couldn't be there for the for the his performance to see you know to kind of see what's going on make sure the sound sounds good all the stuff that every booker should be doing um unfortunately i was playing a show out of town so i couldn't be there you know that's that's the rough part about you know being an active musician and booking talent at a venue it's like ugh, i can't be there all the time to make sure things go smooth. And the times that I can't be there, even with the people that I I know have done it and know what they're supposed to be doing, sometimes it just turns out to be a complete clusterfuck and they and they, and they kind of just they kind of just burn the bridge with me. Um, I'm totally fair, totally cool, very easy laid back, you know. I I get the struggle. It's a really cake gig. <laughs> super easy play three 45 minute sets and get paid no big deal you can repeat songs i don't care just play music for 45 minutes three times throughout the night um you know eight to eleven you get some breaks in there pretty easy actually really easy um any any you know acoustic guy you know who's worth his weight can can do that even if he can play for two hours i don't know throw the first hour in there again who cares um the way that it's set up at at this venue is it's it's a fucking movie theater um with a with an, like an irish pub attached to it it's very nice it's a very nice venue um but people are in in and out of there constantly so the people that are there for your first hour 
are not going to be the people that are there for the second hour or the third hour. People are coming and going. They're going into movies. And before the movie, they're sitting out there drinking and eating and whatever they're doing at the bar. Um, it's awesome. I, I honestly wish, God, I wish that I had a little more of that, uh, you know, acoustic guy talent where I could be out there and sing and play guitar and do that. But unfortunately I'm a band guy. I can't do, I probably could if I really worked hard at it, but really it's, 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 it's kind of a scary prospect for me. It's fucking, it's you and a guitar. That's it, man. You can't blame anything. You know, I, for me, I can blame it on, you know, the four of the guys in my band, you know, the crazy drummer, the, you know, the, you know, the drunk guitar player, whatever it is, I can blame it on them. If there's a fuck up with me and a guitar, I can't blame the guitar. It's just me. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's pretty, pretty crazy. So I, I like the fact that I can have some of my friends, you know, reach out to me and say, Hey, Tony, look out for this guy. And, and I've done the same thing. I've, I've kind of sent messages out to other, you know, people like watch out for this guy. This guy's a complete nightmare. Let me share something with you, which I, I think is kind of actually, it, it really kind of hurt my feelings a bit. I mean, to be honest and to be like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, here it is. I won't, I won't, uh, reveal this douchebag's name, but I will kind of share you the, the gist of this conversation. So I get like three posters, like band posters. So I ought to, uh, in my inbox. So I'm automatically thinking though, this guy is trying to promote his, his band or his, you know, gig or whatever. Um, I'm not a big fan of blind messages like, Hey, my band's playing this show here. Here's my poster in your face or like blind tagging. If I'm not in the town that you're playing your show, uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I think it's a little, it's aggressive and some people that do it, I don't necessarily mind. But then again, sometimes people just tag me and shit and it's like, dude, I do not want to see all the comments, all the likes, all the stuff for a show that I'm not going to go to. I support you and your band and what you're doing. I love it. But ugh, aggressively blind tagging people in in uh, band events and posters and all that stuff. I, man, I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't do it. I, I would feel like a complete asshole. So I don't know. That's just something I, I, I hate saying it, you know, the guys who do do that. Um, if I don't know them personally, I automatically unfriend them. But if I do know them personally and I know why they're doing it, I just blindly accept it. <laughs> I remove the tag and I'm like, okay, oh, whatever. Uh, cool dude. Good luck with your show. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I support what they're doing. Of course I do. But, uh, you know, just the, the thousands of seconds that are taking taken up by looking at things that don't pertain to me, um, add up, you know, I don't know. Okay. So anyway, I got a bunch of posters, images of posters of show posters and I'm like, okay, what is this all about? I don't know. And, and so this guy writes me, y'all said I wasn't going to play Eastern Washington liar. Ha ha ha. I respond. 
with like six question marks. Uh, what are you talking about, dude? And his response is, I tried a while back to get some shows in Yakima. Y'all said I needed a website and stuff. I guess not. Because the posters were from shows that he's done in Yakima or going to do. I remember you. I guess you don't remember our Facebook convo. A spell back. Like this guy. I don't know. <laughs> he's got definitely a style to his to his uh, written word. Okay, so here's my response to that. You have me mistaken for someone else. We have no history of any conversations on our Facebook. You know, this is the first interaction I've ever had with this gentleman on Facebook. Um, then he writes back, you da basis for thunderhound then it's you no worries lad i just got my in now so he's got his in as well he said i saved your name your y-e-r name from the conversation that's how i know <laughs> okay this guy's pretty positive he's been talking to me so i find this this first of all let me pause here I find this super fucking annoying that this dude is going to send me um, posters that he's playing Yakima or or whatever, you know, Eastern Washington venues. And he's kind of r trying to rub it in my face. And like, it's, <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Okay, so here's my response. So why don't, um, why don't I have a record of this myself? Question mark. If I did say this, it's definitely taken out of context. And furthermore, what is the point? To rub it in my face that you got gigs in Yakima and Wenatchee? I don't even know what band you are in, brother. <laughs> so here's the deal. This guy is trying to rub it in my face that he got a gig in Yakima and Wenatchee. Okay. I enjoy playing Yakima. I really enjoy playing Yakima. Wenatchee. But honestly, it's not that big of a deal to get a gig in Yakima or, or, you know, Wenatchee. It's, it's not a big deal. So anyway, um, here, here's, uh, his response to that. Uh, IDK, I don't know is, is what I mentioned that is. Um, I don't know. It was when I was trying to book brews and cues. I don't forget, F-E-R-G-I-T, forget. I don't forget people who aren't nice. So apparently I'm not nice. Let's, let's backtrack this just a little bit. Apparently I am not nice because I said, apparently, that to get a show, you need to basically uh, get a website which I don't see myself saying that. It definitely helps you having some kind of online presence. Um, maybe he, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. So um, here's my response. Uh, dude, you don't know me at all. Nah, I just letting y'all know. <laughs> so he's letting me all know that he's got a gig in Yakima and Wenatchee. No thanks to me. Well, congratulations, dude. I know how to wipe my ass. No thanks to you. It's kind of a basic fucking thing. You can, you can wipe your butt, 
as a baby. You can get a show in Yakima and Wenatchee as a baby. As a baby, you can get a show. If you're a baby, you can get a show in Yakima and Wenatchee, even if you're a baby. You don't even have to be a grown-up man. A baby can get a show in Yakima or Wenatchee. So I'm just saying it's not that hard to get a show. You just have a band and make the effort. The bookers in both Wenatchee and Yakima are fantastic people, and they are willing to give pretty much anybody a chance who, you know, has any kind of initiative. Okay, <laughs> so um, my response is, I don't book brews either. I just play there occasionally. When and where was this? At this point, I'm heated. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why is this guy harassing me and telling me I'm not a nice guy? Because I'm, I'm actually a pretty nice guy. I pretty much root for everybody who is a musician. I want you to win. You know, that's the goal is for everybody to win. I don't care if I win. I'm already winning. I'm able to play rock and roll with some of my best friends. That's winning to me. So, um, furthermore, I said, um, um, I am the biggest supporter of live music. Ask anyone. This is completely out of left field and not who I am. You definitely have me mistaken for somebody else. Okay. That's his response. Uh, the last thing that I wrote is, um, so what band are you in? Uh, when did you ask me for a show at Brews? Honestly, I find it rather rude that you message someone accusing them of something that's completely out of their character. And that's how the conversation ended. Um, I never got a response back. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Uh, maybe he realized that I am not the person that he is thinking of. He had me confused with somebody else. I don't know. It just doesn't sound like me. And it was super annoying. So if you do that to anybody, you're a piece of shit. That's right. You know, when people evacuate their bowels, what lands in the toilet is you. You are in there. You are in the toilet because that's what you are. You are a piece of shit if you do that kind of stuff to people. It was very annoying. I was pretty, well, fairly upset about it. Not really, but I checked the guy's band out. I, I kind of put two and two together and kind of, you know, did a little Facebook uh, uh, spying, I guess, investigations. And I, I figured out what band and I listened to his band and yeah, they're fucking horrible. <laughs> are not good even a little bit they're not even a little bit good and i can understand why i blew him off if i ever did which i seriously doubt i did but yeah they're kind of garbage yeah they're pretty much garbage they're they're bad so that's uh that's what happens when you when you open i guess open up these messages from strangers on facebook what a what a what a piece of garbage that guy was so not to be negative but yeah he's a piece of shit <laughs> anyway, uh, I won't blow them up and I won't, you know, whatever. However, I did do a couple. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I probably will at some point let the bookers know who this, uh, I was going to let the bookers know who this guy was and his band and like, you know, you guys really shouldn't book him. Look what he's doing. But I didn't, I probably won't. I'll, it's probably just, 
you know, whatever. But yeah, if, if guys, I did send it out to some of the musicians that I respect saying, don't work with this guy because he's a, he's a piece of shit and, uh, yeah, don't do that. So I'm kind of proud of that. And, and all, all my buddies that I sent that off to are definitely not going to be working with him. So that's fun. All right. Let me see here. Okay, so next up on the agenda, I'm going to talk about my experience uh, in Seattle a couple weeks ago with my son and my wife. Uh, We decided that we were going to go see a concert in Seattle. Um, It was at the Crocodile, which I've never been to the Crocodile before. Growing up in Seattle, um, you know, in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s and playing there forever, uh, I've never actually been to the Crocodile, which is kind of crazy for me. I mean, it's one of the oldest, you know, most, most prestigious small clubs in the country, in my opinion. So this is the first time I've actually even seen a show there, let alone play there. I've never played there. So the show that we're going to go see is FM 84. Now FM 84 is a synth wave retro wave band. Um, just to tell you a little bit about it, it's a three piece. They've got a guitar player. They've got a synth guy who does like all the programming and plays live. And then they have their lead singer. His name is Ollie ride. So to backtrack a little bit, we get, uh, get over to Seattle and we're having a hell of a time. It's Friday night and probably get there right around five o'clock, five 30. We're trying to find parking. So we go to, you know, a parking, uh, outside parking, you know, paid parking lot, find a spot, get out. And then I have, um, these like homeless people are, are like, Hey, I'll just park here and blah, 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 blah. Here's a ticket, you know, and pay me. And I'm like, Whoa, no, (laughs) I'm not going to pay you money uh, to park. And then another guy comes up to me. He's like, Hey man, it's way cheaper over here. You know, park over here. I'll hold the spot for you. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is, I've never seen anything like this or had this kind of experience. So apparently what these people do is um, when people leave before their their time is up on their paid parking, um, these homeless people, or I don't know if they're homeless or not, but they definitely seem like they were homeless, um, will take, you know, get the ticket from the person and, you know, say, Hey, can I have that ticket? You know, if you're not going to use it and they'll sell it to, um, they'll give it to people coming into the lot, you know? So if there's like, they paid for three hours, they leave and there's another hour on it when they leave in two hours, um, they'll sell that ticket to somebody coming in and, you know, make a little bit of cash. They'll sell it at a discount. Um, with the other guy who came up to me, he, um, apparently they'll save the spot and it's like, on the street is way cheaper. It's like three or four bucks. And so um, to park in the parking garage, it would be like almost $10, 15, whatever, a lot more. So apparently what they will do is they will um, sell these spots, you know, like, oh yeah, I got you that spot. How about tipping me? You know, kind of thing. I wasn't about to go down that road. I was like, fuck this. This is scary. I don't want these people, you know, kind of like hovering over me and, you know, wanting you know, money from me. It's like, I didn't even have any cash. I was, I just had a card. So it, it would have been a, a really ugly situation if, if I was like, oh yeah, thanks for holding the spot. Uh, see you later, dude. 
I don't know. It just, yeah. So we, we ended up circling the block a couple times and actually found a great spot on the road, like right behind the crocodile. It was, it was a beautiful parking spot. And I ended up paying like $3 and 50 cents to park the whole evening, which is, I was super happy about that. So I'm glad I kind of got freaked out a little bit and, uh, aggressively drove out of that parking lot where I was getting swarmed by homeless people who wanted my money. And uh, I refused to play that game. And I'm glad I did. It worked out really, really well for us. So once we get parked and paid, um, we're like, we have to eat. We, you know, we didn't eat dinner. We drove all the way over from, from Yak to Seattle. It's like two, two and a half hours. Um, we get there and we're like, God, we got to eat. So right next door, you know, a few doors down from the crocodile is Mama's. It's like a Mexican restaurant. Now I know Mama's has been there for years. I've seen it as I've, you know, worked in downtown forever. And, you know, I figured, okay, well, I know this place has been here forever, so it's got to be pretty decent. And it's like two or three doors down from the crock. Okay, great. This will be great. We can have some Mexican food, have a couple cervezas, you know, just, you know, whatever. Loosen up, have a nice time. Um, Get in there. Um, Not the cleanest place in the world. (laughs) April was kind of giving me the uh, side eye saying, well, you sure you want to eat here? I guess they had a rating on the door that was like, good, not excellent. So she was like, oh, this is not good. It's kind of gross. It's kind of dirty. I'm like, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's downtown. Who cares? Let's just, you know, let's enjoy the atmosphere. Let's enjoy the dirtiness. Let's get in that dirt and, uh, you know, let's just waddle in it. Let's, let's, let's enjoy it. You know, it was, I just wanted to embrace the, the moment. Um, it was a really fucking dumb decision on my part to embrace that moment because it was the worst experience I've probably ever had without losing my shit. I was very like respectful and very nice and but honestly, like the service, they were trying. They were trying real, real hard. Um, they were nice enough, but yeah, man, it was like, oh, it took us forever to get our drinks, which was like a water and two bottled beers. It took quite a while. Um, we ended up having two rounds before we, we were able to get our food. We ordered, you know, a plate of tacos and uh, nacho. So nothing major, nothing super um, elaborate, nothing very hard to make. Uh it was gross. It was horrible. Both Colin and I were not happy. We were like, this is fucking disgusting. This is like the worst Mexican food I've ever had in my fucking life. It is absolute dog shit. I will never go to that restaurant again. Um, the worst. The service was slow. I mean, honestly, it took us 45 minutes to get our... Um, to get our think our second round of drinks we didn't get our food for almost an hour and the place is small you know they had you know staff on hand but they were definitely unqualified to handle uh any kind of rush um nice enough guys they were nice but still you could be nice and and really suck at the same time yeah it was rough so we get in there and and we we eat we we 
sucked down the food. It wasn't even good. Uh, I, I really regret ingesting the food. It was it was kind of gross. So anyway, and, and it's not often I feel like that. Usually I'm just like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's not the best, but it's not the worst. This was the worst. This was the worst. So you know, fuck that place. It was bad. Bad news bears. And it was extremely expensive. I mean, like I think it was, I think it was 60 bucks for four beers, a plate of nachos and, um, for like a little taco plate, like three tacos or whatever it was. Um, and then tip on, of course, on top of that, cause you know, we tip, that's what we do. Um, so it ended up being about 70 bucks. Um, for kind of the worst food I've ever had. So thanks, mamas. Thanks for ruining my my appetite before the most amazing show that I've seen in a quite a long time. So let's get there. Um, so as we're kind of you know finishing up our our bill and getting that all taken care of, I get a text message from my bass player Jeff, um, and him and his wife uh, decided to go to the show as well, which was a real fucking treat. Uh, we, we get there, we show them our tickets, we get all checked in, get our stamps and, and the whole bit. And it's, uh, it's awesome. <laughs> it's the crocodile. We go into the bar, which was kind of cool because Colin could go in the bar with us. It, it was, he couldn't go up to the bar, but he could still go in the bar area. So it was cool. So we could hang out with our son and my wife and my friends, uh, my, uh, my bass player and his wife, and we all just chatted for about 10, 15 minutes before the doors open, um, opened, and then we uh, were able to go in. They had a, a balcony area, which was kind of just right off to, uh, it would be stage left, <laughs> stage left, um, and um, it was uh, really cool. So you could stand like right over the band and watch the whole show. So that's where April and Colin watched the show because, of course, Colin is a minor. And uh, it was awesome. I, however, was able to go down to the uh, floor and watch the show, most of the show from the floor with Jeff and uh, his wife. And I got that vantage point and I did a lot of video and stuff so that, you know, we, they could see from up top and I could, you know, show them the video later from what it looked like on the floor. Um, really cool, man. Let me tell you, this band is so impressive. Like it sounded really good. The, the sound quality in, in the crocodile was pretty awesome. It was pretty superior to most venues that I've ever been a part of. Um, it was really cool. Um, one thing that really impressed me. So we get in at like just after eight o'clock, the show doesn't start till after nine o'clock. So we have an hour in this venue. So I get a couple more beers and, um, April gets a beer and we're just sipping our beers and hanging out. The line for the merchandise was 10 people deep for the whole night from doors open at eight o'clock until midnight, four hours of people buying merch the whole night long. Um, I was, I was in awe of the amount of people and the passion for this genre of music. I have never seen anything like that, um, from any band at that level. <laughs> I mean, they're not, they're not fucking famous. They're just a band out of, out of, uh, 
I think they're out of uh, San Francisco. Yeah, they're out of San Francisco. The singer guy, he's from England, but he lives in San Francisco. And the amount of support and like people just like completely in love with what these guys are doing was tremendous. Like I am super happy that my band is trying to, I hate saying this, but um, you know, that's the genre that we have gravitated towards. Um, you know, we're, we're rock and rollers who are playing this synth wave styled music. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how everything evolves. Um, the earlier songs that we have are definitely not, um, synth wave, but the uh, later stuff, as you probably heard, like, like, uh, in the intro for the podcast is, is some of my synth stuff. So, um, that's kind of where we're heading musically right now. It's super, super uh, awesome and exciting. But the passion that this whole crowd, this was a sold out crowd too. Uh, I failed to mention that wall to wall people, people are flipping the fuck out um, in a very cool way. Like singing every lyric to every song, um, hands in the air, just the, uh, the, this, crazy like love <laughs> that's going on and even for the opening act now the opening act it was god what's the name of it um it's one guy with a guitar and backing tracks so i'm not a huge fan of that kind of thing like that's the only thing that kind of i'm i don't dig about about that genre I like it and I don't like it. I like the fact that one guy can do it and make it sound awesome and, and amazing and all this, but I am a band guy. I like working with people. I like creating with my brothers. And um, so anyway, that's what I do. But this guy just, you know, him a guitar and backing tracks and fucking great voice, dude. Um, God, I wish I could remember the name of his, his group. Uh, Badlanders, the Badlanders, I think it is something like that. Um, but yeah, great voice, great songs. Um, the whole crowd, the whole time was totally into his set. Like pretty, I was like, wow, if they're that much into this guy's stuff, when the main act comes on, what's going to happen? And I was not disappointed. Like everybody kind of lost their shit in a great positive way. It was amazing. Um, the performance from Ollie was like, I mean, honestly, I, it, it was inspiring. Like, how the fuck is this guy holding this crowd like this and in such a great way? Um, you know, just singing. You know, he 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 played uh, guitar on one song. They did a uh, Tears for Fears cover, "Everybody Wants to Rule the World," which was really good. It was it was a really great cover, and they did a fantastic job doing it. Um, but it was really impressive to see how this guy would move, interact with the crowd and uh, his crowd participation and his banter and his, all this stuff was really like, wow, this guy's a fucking full on entertainer. He's just not a singer. Um, he's a fucking great singer and a great entertainer. I was thoroughly impressed, thoroughly impressed. Uh, as, as the night went on, it was just, uh, you know, song after song, the crowd was just into it over and over again i ended up towards the end of the night um i i ended up grabbing a a, a couple shirts a cd and a cassette 
and uh, super happy. Colin has been rocking that shirt for you know last couple weeks pretty consistently, which is awesome. Uh, he took it to school the next day or the next Monday, you know, and he was. I was like, hey, uh, did any of your friends ask about your new shirt? And and he's like, yeah, I told them, and you know, I told him it's it's you know FM eighty four, and they didn't know what it was. And, there's something really cool about being way into a band that really nobody knows. They're not very popular. I don't know. I've always I always kind of gravitated towards that myself, you know, um, being like into like FM 84 and way back in the day being into like all the Seattle scene stuff, the, you know, Nirvana and and Soundgarden and all, all the Seattle bands before they were huge, you know, back in like 89 and 90. Um, nobody knew who they were, but I was like way into them. So I, I've always gravitated towards those kinds of bands. So here's the thing. Um, this last weekend, I played a show with Thunderhound. It was really fun. Um, it's been a about a year since we played a show together so uh, some of the magic was still there it was pretty fun i mean you know we played wally's house of booze which is a ongoing topic on the podcast i keep talking about this place well simply because it's so awesome it's amazing i love playing there um we went in um figuring really i mean we haven't played in a year we haven't done any any advertising, any social media interactions with anybody. We haven't done any videos. It's kind of just been, um, okay, brakes. <laughs> Put the brakes on. I'm steering my focus on my other band, and I'm not going to put anything into Thunderhound just because it's. Um, I don't have a... a defined path it's it's we're kind of on hold and waiting for everybody to kind of get get their lives in order and do their thing which is totally fine i get it um but anyway uh we we had a couple band practices we only did two um before this show which was seemingly all we really needed um you know we Got together at my place a couple times beforehand, went through the set just once each, you know, each practice. We went through the set and that was it. Um, and then we headed up to Wenatchee and played the show and it went off without a hitch. We got there. It wasn't very busy when we, when we um, you know, got there and started setting up and, you know, it was just, you know, average Saturday night or Friday night or whatever it was. I think it was a Friday night. Um, ready to go. And no, 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 it was a Saturday. It was Saturday. I'm losing my, losing my train of thought here. I'm losing track of time. It's all blending together. So, um, it was Saturday. We get there, not very busy. Um, but as the night progressed, like always, it just starts packing out and, and, you know, people are there to see music and there to enjoy it. Um, it was awesome. You know, we had a, we had a blast. We played with, a couple of really great bands, uh, Hamiko Cloud, they're out of Wenatchee, and they're like this insane instrumentalist kind of metal rock alt thing. Um, they're really good. They're a really good band. And then we played with some other band, and honestly, don't remember. <laughs> don't remember uh, anything about them. That's really sad. Um, who were they? 
Oh, they were called Garden Chat. So it was a fun show, man. It was really... Let's be honest here. Actually really happy about doing it and really sad about doing it. Um, I really love playing in Thunderhound. I'm I'm super happy when I get to do it. Uh, however, I am sad that I'm not going to be able to play another show with Thunderhound for two or three months, not till August. And that's probably the only other show we're going to do this year. Um, I, I would like to continue that project and, and keep keep things pumping like we used to, but it's just not happening in the foreseeable future. On the other hand, in good news, um, my band Dar, the new, the new focus, is playing a show this Thursday, which, you know, is going to be May 23rd. If, if this even gets out in time, who knows, <laughs> depending on how long the edits take and whatnot. Um, we're playing at the Skylark with our good friends, the Adarna. Um, man, I am so fucking stoked about that. I love those guys. I love playing with the guys in Dar. It's a way new creative experience than anything I've been in of any recent times um you know i get to sing i get to write um there's a lot of cool aspects to the band there's the aesthetic for you know our imagery and stuff i'm digging on we just had a new um piece of art done for one of our songs um the name of the song is called revenge of the seahorse and uh it seems to be like a popular song every time we play it people are are screaming seahorse play seahorse and and whatnot so i decided that i'm gonna commission a piece of art and and put it like way above my artistic pay scale <laughs> so it turned out really awesome i'm i'm super excited about it so we're gonna have that printed up as shirts uh for our june shows so we will have like five t-shirt designs for those shows i'm pretty Pretty excited, pretty stoked to see how how each one of those move, how people like them. Anyway, um, otherwise we're getting our keyboard player all up to speed. Hopefully he will be ready as well um, by those June shows. Um, it's, it's pretty tough. We're we're trying to write keyboard and synthesizer parts to songs that weren't really written with that intent. Um, so it's. It's been a challenge, but what we've accomplished so far is really, really good. We're trying to bang out um, one of our songs and get that completely done so that I can lay vocals and at least get a single out before the June shows. And hopefully we can make those shows like our single release shows or, you know, whatever hype bullshit we could come up with. That's the thing about musicians is they tend to hype up and bullshit everything they're doing way more than almost anybody else I can think of. You don't see a bricklayer or like a, um, you know, just a normal guy, blue collar guy hyping up what he does. Like, hey man, I can lay bricks. Like, well, I guess everybody does that kind of. Really? Okay, I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. Everybody kind of hypes up their shit better than what it actually is. That's pretty funny. 
<laughs> hey, look at me, man. I can I can lay bricks like nobody. Check out this wall I put together. I mean, I, God, I wish I had that skill. That I've seen guys do that stuff. That is just quite amazing. Um, yeah, my my uh, labor skills are limited at best. Um, so. You know, maybe someday I'll pick up that trade. That would be a really cool trade to have. I would love to have one of those brick barbecues, you know, that's all, you know, made in brick and stuff. That would be badass. Speaking of barbecues, yeah, my barbecue blew up on my wife the other day. That was fun. I get a phone call. It's like, the barbecue blew up. The barbecue blew up. And I'm like, oh, my God, is she okay? Is the house going to burn down? I don't know what's going on. Um, fortunately it was just, you know, a little bit of extra propane in the, uh, in the, uh, the top of the barbecue there. And it just kind of gave a little, gave a little tiny explosion that freaked her out, but, uh, yeah, nobody was hurt. Um, thank God. But anyway, uh, hope everybody is having a wonderful week this week. I've got some kick-ass podcasts coming up. I'm going to be heading over to Spokane sooner than later and uh, doing podcasts with some of my friends over there. We're going to try to be a little more um, on point with doing the podcast. It's tough, man. I said it before. It's it's really fucking tough. Like I've spent a good hour recording this uh, podcast so far, thus far, and... Um, you know, now I have to listen to the whole damn thing and edit out any faux pas or pauses or things that I just don't think flow well. And that takes a, a couple hours and then putting in the, the intro and the outro and all the good stuff. Um, we've got another uh, song coming up by those crazy kids, the Ragtag Romantics. Um, anyway, hey, check these guys out. They're really fun. They're really cool. It's, it's a shame that they're not together anymore, but hey, you can, you can get on the internet, do your snooping, and find out the band members and see what they're doing now. Um, I'm friends with a couple of them uh, on the Facebooks, and they are doing uh, musical adventures as we speak. Uh, Tanya, the singer, um, she's doing kind of a solo thing, which is, I mean, she's ridiculously talented. And uh, Kevin, the trombone player, um, I'm friends with him. Um, he's doing another project, but I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. So I'm sure if you go to their Facebook page, um, I'm sure they're still connected and you can message them and see what they're up to. But definitely go to their go to their uh, Bandcamp, go to their Spotify, whatever. Listen to these guys, get into them, support a, a band that is no longer, um, simply because you're going to be that fucking cool kid. You're going to be the cool kid like, hey man, I'm listening to Ragtag Romantics. Have, have you ever heard of these guys? Because they're like my favorite band. And, you know, if you want to be cool like me, you might want to check a little deeper. You know, step off of the radio. Don't listen to that garbage they're feeding you day in and day out. Listen to some ragtag, man, because that's where it's at. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's what I'd like to see people doing. I'd like to see people discovering these crazy bands that nobody's ever heard of or, you know, minimal amounts of people have heard of. So, you know, 
get yourself some ragtag, check it out, be the cool kid. So anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go this week. Hopefully, I didn't ramble on too much. Next week, I've got Earl Thunders coming up, and he is going to uh, bless us with uh, the glory and gospel of the rock and roll. So he will. Uh, we're, we had a really fun conversation up there in North Seattle. Um, me and Earl drinking whiskey, shooting the shit. It's a good time. So that's coming up next week. I want you to enjoy the sounds of Ragtag Romantics. I've said their name way too much, so there is no excuse for you to not remember what they do, what they sound like, and how they are. So make sure to follow them, like them, and say hello. Say he loved her from the very 